Hello and welcome again, or welcome back to The Greatest Song You Never Heard with myself, Phil Anderson, and the seasoned veteran radio voice, smooth lyrical, I mean, uh, uh, vocal chords, Chris Cochran. Chris, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you? Well, not very well because I'm stumbling over every <laughs> every syllable. Yeah, it's a good start. Good start. But you know what? There are some people that this is what they want in a podcast. That's they true. want real, authentic, transparent amateurism. There's got to so, be at least two people out there who want that. Oh, there's two. Thank We're not you. these NPR fake flower junkies right here. We're no, like, there, there are two people out there. It's probably that's 67% of our listening audience. That's very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Maybe 100. I don't know. By the way, quick little short note. Yes. My daughter and her husband... Listened to four episodes of the greatest song you never heard podcast, and loved them. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. I know. She loved the songs. Loved the banter. Loved. She did, said, "I clear, clearly, Chris is much, much better." At this. Did she like mine better? Oh, probably. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm almost positive. <laughs> Only because I think she's probably heard some of my songs mm, way too know. many times. Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest songs I've heard since I was a kid. That's right. So it's really funny because they went to Palm Springs with some friends, friends or whatever, and she said, "Dad, we've got the Billy Joel radio on. It just brings me back to old." And then she said, "Yeah, you know, like Rich Girl." And I said, "Yeah, that's actually Hollow Notes." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is a podcast, um, mostly for us, because we we enjoy the crap out of it, right? It's all for us. But uh, we have this extensive, fairly extensive uh, music background in terms of music that we've liked to, listened to, and collected over the years. And many of those, if not most, people don't know. That's true. And and when you are, are really a deep lover of music and really don't have these narrow parameters they're like ah no i didn't hear it on the radio it must not be good you are not our listener mm-hmm. and if you are listening we just ask you to give these things these songs a chance because they are really good and they usually have a story and there's there's some magic in each of these songs and chris is bringing a song today that in theory i have never heard that's true ever i guarantee you've never heard this song <laughs> You make this guarantee I can every time. Guarantee that Phil's never heard this song. Well, I'm finally on a bit of a little bit of a streak. You finally started like I have no idea who this is, so that's good. That's true. That's good. Well, so when you're pulling things out of your butt like that. It's... <laughs> like, so on that like note, last week, yeah. Okay. So today's song actually is um, a story behind the song. Um, I lived in Seattle. Phil and I both lived in Seattle for quite a while, and uh, I lived about two blocks at one point from Green Lake. And I would get up at 6 a.m. and run every morning. And the weird part was I ran every single morning and never lost a freaking pound, which is a whole other story. No, but Um, I'm sure it doesn't really weigh on you at all. It doesn't bug you at all these days. But it was in the early days. In fact, it was in the early days of podcasting. And I'm actually going to pull something out here that I didn't even Wait, hey, 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 this family show. I've got got a a cigar box next to our recording area. And if you open it up inside, you will find not a zipper. one of the original oh, iPod MP3. shuffles. Oh. These are the headphones I used to use when I would run. Wow. And every single morning, I would listen to podcasts while I would run. And the very first podcast, and to this day, this was 2005 time frame, 2006 maybe. Um, to this day, the very first podcast I listened to when I run, and I got very serious about running seven years ago. 
Uh, but the very first podcast I would always listen to was the KEXP song of the day. KEXP. Um, that was jazz, right? No, or no, was no. Was that the, pop? Uh, it was alternative, okay. indie alternative music. And so it was a bunch of music you would never hear anywhere else. And they even did like a Sunday morning rockabilly show. They would do a Saturday night show called Audio Oasis. They still do that, which is all local artists in Seattle. Um, they have a big, at the Seattle Center, they have a big auditorium where when it's not COVID time, they'll bring in bands who are in town. They right. have a house on site where people can um, do their laundry, wow. stay in real beds when they're on tour, that kind of stuff. Really cool stuff. And I learned from that podcast uh, a whole um, generation of music I would have never heard anywhere else because uh, I didn't go to record stores. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of streaming music. There wasn't any streaming music. Uh, and so by listening to this podcast every single morning, some song I'd never heard would pop into my ears as right. I was running in the dark in Seattle at 6 a.m. in the morning. And it was this crazy, crazy time frame. And some of those songs stuck with me. Some of those songs became some of my very favorite artists. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, because it makes you want to uh, do a little bit deep, deeper dive, right? Correct. Exactly. Correct. So this song that I brought for you today, Phil, is specifically for, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's a song that I've never, I, it's, I, I don't understand why more people don't know this song. Uh, it's also a genre of music I, that you would never personally listen to voluntarily. Voluntarily. <laughs> well, Nice caveat, because yes. that, that's probably true. So with that, you haven't seen, even seen the lyrics yet. I have not. Um, wait nope. until the song starts, until you hear the person's vocals starting, then you can look at the lyrics. Wait until the needle drops? Yes. Real quick side note. Yes. You know um, Tom Likas, right? He yeah. was uh, on in Seattle for many years. Been listening to a couple of podcasts that he's been on. They were talking about his history of, of working through the, the radio industry, right? Right. And something came up called Q-Ware. Do you have any idea what Q-Ware is? Mm -mm. Q-Ware is when you put a vinyl record down as another song is playing and you put the headphones on, right? You listen to that track, right? Right. And, or, or port. And, and you're finding right when the song starts. Oh. So you have to move the record back and forth. For people who have never dealt with vinyl ever, right. you have no idea what this is. N not only that, but then you end up what they call posting up. So if you've ever noticed on radio when they're talking and then the, the singer starts singing, right. that's a that's a talent thing. It's nothing else. There's uh, there's rumors and theories about trying to keep people from recording things on baloney. It's just dudes showing that they had the chops to talk perfectly until the song started. Because they know the song yep. really well. Yep. And, and absolutely. But this was for, to have that song start exactly yep. that you had to find... You know, and it could be all the way around yep. the album. It could be a five-second, four-second pause. Yep. And so you get to the beginning, you stop it, and you go... Z -z -z -z. Yeah, oh, I, I did that, that in radio, in my early days of radio. Q-Ware. I didn't know that. And it, was made, it made perfect sense. Anyway, I, I digress. I was really excited. I wanted to share that to you a little bit. So. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. All right, so you ready for this the, song? I am. Uh, I want you to close your eyes and think about Fat Chris running around Green Lake in the rain and the drizzle with yeah. the iPod shuffle you just saw that I pulled out of the cigar box. We're going to take a picture of that too, by the way, and post it on our Facebook page Perfect. and Twitter. You ready? Yes. Mil novecientos setenta y mil novecientos setenta y 
Planeta Mercurio y el año de la serpiente Signo patente tatuado y en mi frente Que en el vientre de mi madre marcaba el paso siguiente Nacer llorar sin anestesia en la camilla Mi padre solo dijo es Ana María Si sí sería el primer llanto que me probaría Que mandó las heridas y dándome la batería Solía ser entonces como un libro abierto Pero leí la letra pequeña del texto Como un All right, before we go any farther, we're going to start over so that you can, and let me send you actually uh, the lyrics. Sorry, I'm, uh, I did this on purpose. We're going to send this to you so that you can actually see the English translation of what this she, as well. What she's saying? Yes. So my very first thought is, this is a, a Spanish rap song. It is a Spanish that's what I was thinking. This is a Spanish rap song. Yes, yes it is. All right, we're gonna, if you didn't like it, then you can fast forward. I'm gonna start this over. Pero leí la letra pequeña del texto Como un arquitecto construyendo cada efecto Correcto, incorrecto, se aprende todo al respecto Saber que algunas personas quieren el daño Subir perdaño toma tiempo, toma año Con mi peluche mirando lo cotidiano Dibujos transformaban y el invierno en gran verano Papá me regaló bajo mi insistencia Juego que trataba de compartir la secuencia Pero en el patio hicieron la competencia Fue cuando sentí mi primera impotencia 1970 y... 1970 y... 
classes back in high school because there's a lot of Spanish there a lot of Spanish there and uh, as I said at the momentary break between the same song uh, this is a Spanish rap song and you sent me the English translation which is great and thank you for having the actual Spanish under that or I would have been completely lost totally totally totally. yeah but it it was uh, so I haven't really even been able to see much of the real words, or, you know, what it meant anyway, because trying to follow through. Totally. But this is a, I can't wait to hear the story. Now, I do know the artist, but I can't wait to. <laughs> okay, fine, I don't. I got a hundred bucks right now because you don't know the artist. I bet you do. Yeah, so I'm not taking that one. The artist's name is Anna Tihu, T-I-J-O-U-X. Uh, she was a part of a fairly... Uh, popular in underground hip-hop music in South America. She was a member of a group called Mazika. Um, and she went on to do, uh, this was from her second solo album, and I believe, let me look it up real quick, but in, in 19, it was released in 2010. Uh, the reason that I had to look that up is because we wouldn't have heard it here in the U.S. until 2011. And the reason that we would have heard it here in 2011, back in the early, late, 2000s, like 2010 and previous, um, South by Southwest was still primarily a music festival. And they would release every, this is where, this will take you way back. Every year you were able to, during that time frame, from about 2006-ish on through, two, I don't know when they stopped, if they, if they did. Um, but South by Southwest prided itself on presenting people with music they'd never heard before. The, the most phenomenal people that you've ever heard. So there's a lot of people who are now internationally acclaimed that got their start at South by Southwest. Anna T, who was one of those people in 2011, she played South by Southwest, which was the first time she ever played in the U.S. Ever. Ever. At South by Southwest. Wow. That, now, so this is 2000? Uh, 2010. 2010. Or 2011, sorry. That she played? Yes. Okay, so 2011, that, um, South by Southwest had been going on for a good five or six years by that point and the cool part was back then if you know do you know what BitTorrent is I know the name but not it's a file sharing protocol okay. yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. use and it's most people would say it's very illegal stuff but it's not every year uh, running up to uh, South by Southwest they would release a single from each one of the people who were playing all so you'd get this like two gig file full of hundreds of songs from all the different people that would be playing South by Southwest. Some of it was great, some of it was garbage, uh, but it was a fantastic, like you instantly got this giant download of all this cool music. And Anna T, who was one of those people uh, in 2011, that same year, this song was used on the FIFA video game, FIFA 2011. Oh, right. <laughs> and it premiered on an episode of Breaking Bad. Really? Which now, if you think about that song, it makes total sense. Yeah, so... Uh, you were there at South by Southwest in 2011? No, I just listened to the podcast on KXP and that's how I heard this. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you ever been to South by? No, never been to South by. Because I was going to ask, like, how many people, because I I can see, um, do you know who Basha is? No. Ah, crap. I've just probably showed too much of my hand. Well, she's a, a, a Latin style singer. Okay. 
went to see uh, her, who I had no idea who she was, at uh, the Chateau Saint Michel yes. uh, music festival. They had them every week, right? And so, and the opening act was Spirogyra, which I love. Right. And so I'm like jamming. They're the opening act, and I'm like, why is everybody sitting on their ass? This is great music. And then they thank you, everybody. Did their 45 minute set, and off they went. And then so then this lady comes. Her name's Basha. Comes to the stage, and everyone starts standing up, and like she starts this really slow song, and all of a sudden the congas kick in, the percussion kicks in, and it it was my introduction to Basha. But what I was just why I brought this up is the fact that you have these people sitting on, you know, blankets, yes, listening to the music, and just grooving on it. That's what I would picture from South by yes. when she played that venue with the couple hundred, 300, who knows? It could be well over that. And everyone's going, this is great. Totally. And moving, they have a beer in their hand and they're like, you know. So can you guess what the name of the song is? Uh, <laughs> is it 1970? It is. Oh, 1977, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's saying Bien Nova Sente Setente. So oh, that's gotcha. 1977. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Yes. Uh, and if you want to go and listen to the, I, I would encourage you to look up the lyrics of this song. It's literally about growing up in Chile, her parents in Chile, and the stu- struggles they went through as kids. And it's a fantastic, but it's one of those songs. Uh, it's aud- an oddity for me because I don't need to know a single lyric. I listened to this song a hundred times when I first heard it, like on repeat, because it's just such a great song. Lyrically, musically, everything about this song is, is so. What to me. was it? Because when you so this was fantastic lyrics Spanish lyrics yes I mean they rolled off yes uh, is that what you're talking about because with the translation like you couldn't sing this in English and have it sound anything like that no I, I don't think you it know was, it's like when snakes evolved faster than any you know that but this I think for me it's the uh, production on it's fantastic the music is nostalgic even though it's not my nostalgia it's still nostalgic um, the the melody is str- the hook is huge on this song, and yes 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 that whole piece the the syncopation of her lyrics. No, I was just telling you to please stop talking. Okay, gotcha. no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, it was all of that for me. It was it was the way that she delivers her, her her enunciation and everything. It's just so solid all the way around that to me it's like she could be talking about scooping dog poop and I'd still be like this was an amazing song. Ever. Right, right. And so where is she from? Uh, Chile. From Chile and, you know, recorded in Chile? Yes, recorded in Chile in 2010. You know, we get a little pompous, don't we, here in the States, thinking that we have all the best of everything. And that this is a, a great uh, example of that not being the case. You know, it's funny, too. We're, we're running out of time, but it's funny, too, because I spent some time in uh, Ukraine. And one of the things I noticed while I was there was the quality of a lot of the music they were listening to. I couldn't understand any of it. A lot of it was really techno heavy, which I enjoy anyway. Um, But the more, the older that I get, the more we have access to um, technology and the ability to listen to other radio places. Uh, there's a there's an app called Radio Garden. Highly recommend it. You pick a place on the earth and you can listen to local radio. That's awesome. Yes, that is that is worth that is worth you listening to this episode right there. Yep. That's that's why Paul Simon when he went and, and, and it, you know developed Graceland right yep. the album yep. because of all of that great music. Yep. Where he visited. Yep. You know it's fantastic. So, so this. Night- 
This is a good one. 1977, Anna Tihu. Uh, it's from her second solo album, which is called 1977, actually. Beautiful. And your lyrics did say 1970 E. <laughs> they did. They did. So that's why I said 1970. So I got the song wrong only because that's what was on the lyrics. That's so 1977, E7. So. E7. <laughs> well, this is great. This is fantastic. Thanks. Good job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to uh, kind of get involved in the conversation a little bit, you, the listener, not you, Chris, uh, come visit us on Twitter. Yep. We are GSYNH Podcast on Twitter, The Greatest Song You Never Heard on Facebook. Of course, our website. And wherever you listen to your podcast, within reason, like if it's some obtuse, obscure podcast platform, we're, we ain't on it. It's true. Just saying. Yeah. And with that said, do you have any parting shots? Um, we'll see you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard Podcast. Perfect.